Welcome back to Herald Review Outside the Box Podcast. I'm sports reporter Joey Wagner with sports editor Justin Kahn and LSA baseball coach Eric Johansson. First of all, man, another good start for you guys this year. I mean, picking up from right where you left off. What, what's been the key? Uh, I think the seniors set the tone. In um, February, we had our senior meeting with everybody, and um, the seniors kind of set the tone saying this might be a different year, but it's the same expectations we had from last year, and that was kind of there from the get-go. But, you know, most of the seniors played football, played basketball, so they had success there, and I, I truly think those things translate. Those things help build winning programs. The success we originally had in 2013, I think we were the first team to win a regional championship for the boys. The next year, all of a sudden, the basketball team steps up. You know, the golf team steps up. I mean, I, I think those things train. I'm not saying that was just from the baseball, but right. I think those things, people want to be a part of that. And I think we've built a program school-wide. The high school athletics are now a thing at LSA, whereas before, when I first got there, I didn't even know LSA was a, you know, <laughs> yeah. had yeah. athletics when I first got high so what what was your thought you know you didn't really know what to expect what looking back to that first day what were your thoughts when you kind of interviewed and got this job and really what LSA was I can tell you honestly I don't know if I knew LSA outside of I coached freshman football over at MacArthur and we played there when they didn't have a scoreboard, it was just a field and goalposts that's all they I mean they didn't have anything else there maybe they had the scoreboard um but, you know, going over there, Dave Kreps was the basketball coach there, and Glenn Kramer was helping him, and we all taught over at MacArthur together, and Glenn Kramer asked me, you know, we were sitting at a faculty meeting, we were sitting next to each other, he goes, you know, LSA's looking for a baseball coach, you'd be interested? I'm like, yeah, I guess so, <laughs> you know, why not? Um, so I, I applied, I met uh, Kyle Karsten and Mark Bergner, who was the current AD at the time, and... Uh, I interviewed, and, and within a week, I was offered the position and took it. Did, so, did, did it. I mean, were you surprised, or did you feel like, hey, I, that was a good interview, and, and this, this is good? I thought it was a good. I thought it was a good interview. I thought I was very well prepared uh, for it, and they were really nice, really easy to talk to. You know, I don't want to sit there and say it was a slam dunk. <laughs> you know, because they said they had, had several candidates. So I. I, I 26 years old, you know, looking for my first head coach gig. I didn't know who they had interviewed. Like I said, I didn't even know that they had, you know. So I was like, well, you know, I, I thought it went really, really well. And uh, and like I said, within a week I was hired. So. Now, and you realize at that point how young the program was, or did you – or did you guys, I guess that probably came up in the interview at some point. Yeah. <laughs> I had an idea. You know, I didn't know how young it was. You know, they had played at, um, at Fans Field, and then my first year – Gosh, I got hired in the last week of January, early February, so I met the guys real fast, and we started doing our own off-season workouts for roughly the six weeks before the season started. Um, and, you know, I'm like, we had, I don't know, I don't even know if we had our own catcher's equipment. If we had a team catcher's equipment, I can't even remember. I mean, we had a bucket of baseballs and some other things. I was like, okay, you guys play at Fans Field. I was like, I don't even know where that is. I'm not from where I didn't even know where Fans Field was. Um, so it was really cool, though. But, I mean, the guys came out there. That was the that year, that first year, we started outside day one and never went in. I mean, it was unreal. Like, we were the outside, and it was like, this is what we're talking about. Um and it, I didn't know how young it was and what it was because I had some kids like, oh, 
our coach last year didn't do it that way. I go, well, this is how we do it now, you know. The whole coach didn't make us have a hat last year. Well, you do now. If you don't have a hat on, you can't play with us. So nobody at least asked, do I have to have my own baseball mitt? So that was good. Mm -hmm. Now, you guys are still, I mean, relatively young. I mean, honestly, and I thought the cool thing you guys have is that GoFundMe page to, mm -hmm. to try to – get some more things for your new, pretty new ballpark. What, what are you guys looking for, and what kind of response have you seen out of that page? Um, it's, been, it, it's, been, it's been an awesome opportunity for us. I mean, being private, you've got to raise all our own yeah. funds, basically. We've got to fundraise everything. Kurt does a great job with taking care of our basic needs. But, you know, we've got... I've got two volunteers this year and a third, and, and my paid assistant. They basically came and said, we want to take care of the field for you. And I was like, what do you need from me? And they're like, you know, it'd be really cool to get some gear. So the, got them hoodies, got them whatever. I'm like, this is all it's going to take. I go, I can't pay anything. Um, and they came and we kind of sat down and we talked. I'm like, we need to improve the playing surface of the baseball field. Since we did it, it was great. We did it, but we don't have water out there. How can we possibly get that? We haven't replaced any of the top surface. Uh, you know, can we improve those things? So that's where the money's going to go to first. Um, but we just got very lucky somebody was put up uh, gutters on our dugout so now we've got huge two people uh, somebody donated two huge rain barrels so now if we can just get those filled with some rain now that we haven't gotten it um we can at least water our field so at least the playing surface can be in a little bit better shape um we've got funds we're going to get a huge shed behind it's basically just gonna be one of those big box cars yeah. um we're gonna have that so then we can at least house all our equipment we've got people that are, hey we've got this that you guys can use so we don't want to take it yet until we've got it protected, until we can do that. Uh, but those are our main things. And then once we can do that, we want to finish our dugouts because right now our dugouts are our shed. So we can't do much with the dugouts yet. Um, but once we do that, we want to, you know, get them a bat rack. We want to get them all those things, but we don't want to have to deal with rakes and everything. So we got to put everything outside of the dugout and then bring it back in after each game. It gets just tedious. Yeah. So we want to be able to protect our stuff and protect our investments. I don't know that people realize just how – I mean, I think people go, oh, there's a, there's a wide area of space here. There's a baseball field. I mean, I don't know that people know how much goes in to, I mean, just the, the all around everything, the, the field and the equipment and the, that it takes to have a baseball field. Oh, yeah. I don't even think I knew. I mean, for growing up, it was like we had to drag the field afterwards at my high school, but maintenance took care of everything else, whereas, you know, in this situation, maintenance did whatever, but they had to do everything else at school where we had, you know, separate guys that could just come out and take care of those things. Um, you know, we laid the entire baseball team. We came out on a Sunday, we laid the sod. I mean, that's what we did. We, you know, dug the holes for the bases for maintenance. We, you know, we built up the mound how we wanted to do it originally. We we took the cinder blocks and gave them to the guy, the mason who was laying. I mean, that's what we did it all. I mean, I shouldn't say we did it all, but I mean, it was all, we've got as many hands as we can give you. Um, yeah, but I, I don't think a lot of people, I mean, people always complain. Couldn't you build this field closer? It's not flat closer to the field. It's flat out here. That was you know, me. I'll be honest. Yeah. I was winded, man. That's why we, you know. Uh, but when I originally took the job, too, the original outlook plan was that where there's corn, it would be kind of a complex. So in the middle would be concessions, bathrooms, and everything. And then there'd be two baseball fields and two softball fields. We got blessed because we had a couple of uh, big donors that were able to get us started. I mean, we started every every dollar that we've raised since I've got here was we put it, we just bank rolled it into we're going to put this towards 
getting that baseball field, whatever we need to do. So we didn't buy new jerseys or new bags or anything. We put it everything. So everything anybody's ever raised has gone to that baseball field and nothing else, basically. But it, it's it's a it's a chunk of change. I don't even want to add up all the <laughs> stuff that we had to do. But I mean, I remember being out there with a guy on a tractor, and we're just trying to grade the field. So it's tried, you know, the infield as flat as possible. We couldn't grade the whole outfield, but I think we're in decent shape there. Um, but I mean, we were out there just grading the field. Being, all right, what do we think? Does this look good? And then we laid the sod, and then we laid the top dressing. I mean, we went. It it was an ordeal. <laughs> coaches get to a new place and they talk about we got to build a culture, man. You guys built everything. <laughs> yes, literally <laughs> from the ground up. Does it feel like a tangible, like like a lot of possession, like in you guys and some of those original guys and the senior class who has been there through kind of this whole building process, both in success and in facilities? Yeah, I think that's something that we've stressed, again, coaches from the beginning. You know, it's like, hey, there's a piece of trash. This is mine. Pick it and let, not, let's not let somebody else do it. Let's do it. So we try to really, really instill that. You know, not the easiest thing to do. When it's like, Coach, we've been out here for two and a half hours. Can we just get, nope, we're going to take care of the field. But now that we've got these volunteers, you know, now all of a sudden you see them a little bit more excited at the end. Like, okay, we don't have to spend another half hour. Do we've got guys that's like, hey, we're going to help. But we've got coaches that are, hey, we're going to take care of dragging and nail dragging the field. We'll put the clay in and everything. We just need help moving hands, but we can take care of those things. And I think it's I think it's changed. I don't think anybody's taken it for granted yet. Yeah. Um, but that's that's one of those things where, you know, as soon as we had instituted today, guys were passing up equipment. And I said, coaches don't carry equipment. I know it's a long haul. you got to carry the baseball. So now we're assigning people to do that because we're not I'm, – I'm, I'm tired of the same people doing it every single day. It's the same ones when – Oh, I could grab it, but I'll let somebody else. Hopefully somebody else will do it. So we've been having to buckle down on that, but I think most of the guys bought into this is my field. This is what I've put my blood, sweat, and tears into. Yeah. That's cool. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's So I, I guess we really don't know a lot about you. you got to help us with some clarification. Okay. Palatine, help us with, is it Frimmed? Yes. Uh-huh. Oh, we right. nailed it. We yep. did. Right. <laughs> it's one of those, you see it all the time, and you're like, how on earth? It's like you're missing about. So you went to high school there, Correct. and you were on a state championship run. Correct. What position did you play? I was a pitcher. Um, my sophomore year, we took fourth in state. I can't say that I did anything with that. <laughs> um, but we got to travel with the team. We got to do all that stuff. Um you know, most people, when they ask me, where are you from, I tell them I'm from the suburbs. They're like, oh, which one? I say Palatine. They're like, no. I'm like, you heard of Schaumburg, where the big mall is? I grew up five minutes from there. And you're like, yep, I know right where you're at. And I said, so it's, at, you know, not far away. And then Frem, they know, oh, so you went to Palatine High School? No, there was actually a second high school, Frem High School. Um, so, yeah, I mean... My high school coach, he's the reason that I had a friend. He's the reason why I'm a coach and a, and a teacher. He, he really inspired me uh, to want to help young people for, you know, and basically pay back for what he did to me, pay it forward to those kids and, you know, hopefully make an impact on them like they like he did me. Yeah. And then uh, from there, now, so I know you ended up at Millican, but did you start at Millican? Is that, is that from out of high school? Yes, right out of high school. Yeah, that was. What uh, brought you there? They recruited me to play baseball. I mean, I, again, never heard of the Decatur. Ferris Bueller's Day Off, maybe. And I don't even know if I would have recognized it. Um, but my coach, hey, there's a, there's a school down there. The coach contacted me. Coach Manning at the time, he mm -hmm. contacted me. Um, 
and uh, it was not. They were the only ones that had even done some of the recruiting. I came down on a visit with a couple of buddies. I'm, I really enjoyed the campus. The seniors that I stayed with, that we stayed with, were a great group of guys, all baseball players. I was like, this is pretty cool. Uh, you know, now you know, it'd be sweet if I was one of the recruits coming to play on the turf field and everything. I mean, but Sunnyside was a real, you know, nice place to play. I mean, me and a couple guys, we got real close because see, they would drive me as a freshman. We would all drive together to practice during that first season. Um, but I love the idea of a small. I mean, I think my high school was bigger than Milliken is by 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 capacity. I think we we're close to three thousand. They're about twenty two, twenty four hundred. So being there and kind of being like a high school classroom. There's twenty five, you know, thirty kids in a class. That was a you know my biggest one was a survey class psychology. I think maybe there were forty five people max, maybe in there. So I mean, it was cool to see all the people. I love the campus. So it was really cool. You talked about your high school coach and paying it forward. What was like? What what moment were you younger when you kind of realized this is something you want to do? Like early in your high school career, was it late and, and why? Like was there one thing he did that really kind of captivated you to want to coach and teach? No, I was pretty convinced out of high school. I didn't want to go to school. I wanted to go work. I was and uh, you know he was somebody that you know there'll be those opportunities. You know rather than let's go see maybe something like because I started at Milliken. I didn't know what I wanted to do, and I didn't want to go undecided, so I declared a business major just because my grandfather had done that. He's like, hey, you can go any which way, and I hated every second of those classes. Cool concepts, but for me, right out, I'm like, I don't have a business sense at all. It was not for me. So I was kind of like, what do I want to do? And I, and I kind of went back, not necessarily him driving, you should be a teacher, you should be a coach, but I was like, I really that I loved every bit of high school. I you know I loved it all. It's like I loved that experience. I wonder if I could give that experience to somebody else. So I mean it was him directly, but not him. Hey, you should yeah. you know pushing me towards it. It was just kind of man that was really cool. And like I said at my high school, all my teachers there as well. I loved everything you know, and I and I really enjoyed all my social studies class. I was like. Social studies, something I'm you know passionate about, something I really enjoyed. It's kind of a story. I'm. I like telling stories, so it makes it simple for me in the classroom. I'm real passionate about it, and I can't pinpoint one thing, but I decided, you know, after I took my first semester of classes, like, I don't want to do this anymore, so I talked to my dad. He said, what do you want to do? And I said, I think maybe I want to go and teach. He's like, go do it then. You know, yeah. he, I think he gave me some statistics. Three out of every, you know, however many kids change their major at least once. So I was like, all right, I'll be part of this statistic then, <laughs> you know, and we'll go there. I didn't know what I wanted to do right then. Have you got a chance to talk to your coach and kind of tell him that, that he was the reason for this? I don't know if I ever really told him that, but we've stayed in close yeah. contact. Um, you know, one of the coolest things that I did was we got to go visit my brother. I got my brother to student teach with him because of my connection with my brother didn't uh, didn't play baseball or know him because he transferred to Palatine High School there but I stayed in close contact with him and I got him in contact with my brother he goes hey I'm the student teacher coordinator we'll get him over here um, so my younger brother's doing that now and one of the cooler things was I got to be I mean I introduced him to my wife and everything like that and then my got to bring my son up there got to go visit them and bring I mean it's just really cool to kind of do that I don't know if I ever told him he was that driving force, but I think he knows. Yeah. I think he knows. Yeah. Now, so so out of uh, after Milliken, uh, did you now? So did you go to MacArthur or, or what, what was what happened after Milliken? I guess after after you graduated, I was ready to student teach, and we had to fill out a form 
if you had a specific place you wanted a student teach. I wasn't from around here, didn't know really any of the area. I said, I'd like to do the closest one possible because I talked to people like, I got to drive 45 minutes, <laughs> blah, blah. I was like, that doesn't sound uh, you know, attractive at all. Right. So I was like, close as possible. You know, for me, being an outsider, I didn't have any, you know, really Decatur this or Decatur that. Like some people I know, there's some stigma. Even when I was there, I didn't have I'm like, I really enjoy it. I like living here. So they're like, hey, you want a student teach McCarthy? I'm like, that's literally down the street from where I stand. This is wonderful. Yeah. Um, so I got to student teach there. And actually, the spring before I student taught, when I got placed at MacArthur, they asked, are you interested in, you know, any extra I said, oh, I'd love to help out with baseball. So I got hooked up with Coach Brian and B.J. Rotz, who's mm-hmm. coaching in Mount Zion. He was the JV coach, so they just made me his assistant, you know, uh, volunteer assistant coach. So I got to learn a lot from him, a lot from Bubba, and then uh, – as soon as I got finished student teaching with Dr. Paul, he was retiring. So, like, we'd like to hire you and just replace Dr. Paul. I said, wonderful. This is, I mean, this is exactly the schedule I taught. I enjoyed it every, you know, every bit of it. So, kind of got there. I had already met my wife, and we weren't married yet, but had met her. So, I was like, I guess we're sticking around for a little. She's born and raised, went to Eisenhower here, went to okay. Milliken. Um, I washed her dishes at the Delta House. That's how we met. So, you know, that's uh, I, this is where I'm at. I love it. I, I love it. So a lot of people have those negative connotations. I'm like, this. I like the slowness of people. Like, oh, come back. I don't like sitting in traffic. I don't like, hey, I'm, we're close enough. We can visit whenever we want. Yeah. So, so yeah, when you when you first came here, was it like, oh, well, I'll eventually go back? Or, or did you not even think about things like that? Oh, for, once I started... Once I started teaching and going that route, the the plan was before I, met, I was going to go back up and try to get a job in the suburbs. Uh, I got a reality check. I applied for a job at one of the not local but area high schools. There were six hundred applicants for one job. <laughs> got to know somebody, and I didn't know that person. Um, so uh, you know, it wasn't necessarily like, oh man, I want to get out of here. It was just, hey, I didn't have anything that was tying me here. Go back up, maybe move ba- back in with my parents. You know, live there for a little bit, save some money, and then go teach, and you know, hopefully establish myself there. Uh, but MacArthur, like I said, they opened. They wanted, uh, seemed like they wanted me. I applied the job, got it right away, and and I was, the rest is history. So. So so you were at MacArthur. So you coached, uh, like you said, you coached with uh, Coach Rotz. Was that pretty much, and you said you coached some football as well? Mm-hmm. And then was that pretty much the extent of your coaching at MacArthur then? Uh, I coached with Coach Rotz um, my first year volunteering. The next year, he got an offer to be the JV coach at Mount Zion where he played and excelled. Mm-hmm. So he took that. Coach Brian asked me if I would want to become okay. the JV okay. coach, so I became the, the JV coach then. Um, and then since I was the JV coach there, um, Coach Spates and Mark Stover approached me and they hey, would you want to help out football? And I'm like, I never played football. I only played baseball in high school, never played organized. They're like, you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, you'll know more than the freshman coming. Well, you're going to help you with the freshman. You're going to help with the freshman if you don't mind. I'm like, sure. I go, if you tell me what I need to do, I'll, I, I can do that. So I got to do that for... I think five years, four or five oh, years. Wow. Yeah, I did okay, that true. basically my entire time. My first four or five years teaching at MacArthur, I coached football too. Maybe not my first year, but within my first couple years, um, I did that. And then when I got the job at LSA, they offered – they had junior high baseball, so then I couldn't coach football too. So then I coached junior high baseball in the fall and then in the spring at LSA. 
that coaching the football, what was that experience like? Oh, it was a blast. <laughs> I loved it. Uh, so, I mean, some of the guys I coached with, Gilbert White, he was a quarterback at Milliken. He came and he's been helping out. Uh, he and I got really close. I mean, they told me we had Coach Stover and Larry Owens, both lineman guys, they're like, you're going to be with the wide receivers. I was like, cool, let's let, let's go. So they gave me the route tree, and we would sit there, and I would just I, I would throw BBs at these guys. You know, I got to be the quarterback, and I would throw BBs at these guys. It was it was a good time. I mean, it was great. And then Coach Spates, I didn't do anything with varsity, but he let me stand on the sideline. He goes, your, your sideline control. I'm like, I can do this. I can stop guys from going onto the field and move those guys out of the way. I was all for it. So it was, it was a cool experience, but it was one of those things, too. It's like, this helped me be a better baseball coach, which I knew that's what I wanted to do, you know, do more of. It helped me because I'm like, I learned all these strategies from all these guys. You know, coaching is people. You know, if you can help associate with people, make relationships with people, it doesn't. It can translate across the board. I know you guys had uh, Tom Sanchez on. You know, he's somebody, he and I never had a lot of interaction, but just watching him coach and his interaction, talking with players, I'm like, that, you know, mentored me. I know you guys had Coach Hagerman on. He's another guy, when I first got hired and to the LVC, he was wonderful to talk to just about, you know, different things, and he was always so supportive uh, and helpful, and that's, I mean, that's kind of what helped mold me into that, but I loved the football. I loved that season. That was so much fun, and we got to, we had some really good teams with Robert Smith, and some, I mean, that was fun. Then got to coach them in baseball too, so that was that was a cool experience. Do you ever find yourself missing being on the sidelines when you see these kids that you have during baseball season in the fall? Do you miss being on the sidelines at LSA? Like, do you ever think, like, man, I'd like to be down there again? Go on to the sidelines, yeah. I don't miss the coaching of football <laughs> now with a son. I mean, everything's yeah. changed. Yeah. Um, oh, but yeah, no, definitely. You get, I could see my just going to watch football again, get a little, get a little <laughs> excited, get the juices flowing. It's Friday night and everything like that. Um, yeah, I miss it. I don't know if I would go back. To, like I said, it wasn't my passion ever yeah. growing up. Watched football, but never really did anything. But like I said, at MacArthur, I loved every opportunity they gave me. You know, I just got to go for free, and then I got to ride the buses for the varsity games, like I said. And, you know, that was a cool experience for me. I think that's our, kind of our little secret as reporters is there is no better place to watch a football game than the sideline. There's just a, I mean, to really get the physicality and the, and the atmosphere. You might not get all the X's and O's stuff. You get it from being up exactly. high. But, 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 boy, there's just something about that intensity of being on the sideline. Being Yeah, being in the trenches. I mean, and everything feeds off each other. It's kind of like being in the dugout, watching, you know, my guys, my players say, like, Coach, you never sit down. I'm like, well, there's all these, you know, is the head coach always doing this? But I sat down at uh, on Saturday at uh, uh, against our uh, our JV team played against Eisenhower after our varsity game, and I had two assist coaches. I said, you guys are in charge, you know, for this. And I just sat down. I'm like, this is different. You know, the, the one of my Tanner Height goes, Coach, what are you, you're sitting? I said, I know this is weird. So I got to kind of, but I mean, it's kind of being in the trenches. You get to see that. The energy level is a little different than standing up and always, you know, helping the catchers out, calling pitches and those types of things. It's a little different. Being on the sideline on a football game, I mean, you feel it with that, that hit when it's coming to the sideline. Everybody's, I mean, that's, it's a cool feeling. You know, you've had experience now coaching at LSA for a few years, and, and you, you had your experience coaming at MacArthur. You know, you know Coach Brian. Some of you may know Coach Hale from Oh, from for, sure. Sure. for sure. And, I mean, you know, those, those guys are quality coaches, but we're, we're on a long run here at, at the Decatur City Schools of, of us, you know, being a bit of a struggle, mm -hmm. you know, wins and losses. You know, I mean, and I guess is, do you kind of – is there a reason why you think that maybe the city has struggled a little bit with, with baseball? Pinpoint anything, no. When I first got 
to MacArthur, Coach Brian and I, and I probably even started before, we advocated to the school board for junior high baseball. Like, we need to have something that's a little bit of a feeder program, you know, and it, it always kind of feel, felt like it felt on, fell on deaf ears a little bit. Um, and then now that they've had it now for two official years, um, you know, the first year was kind of like, okay, they're getting there. But now all of a sudden you're starting to see improvements, and I think you're going to see that translate. Whereas, you know, at the junior high level, you know, for LSA, we compete with JFL football, just like everybody else does. Mm -hmm. But I think now, once I get to high school, I say, oh, cool, I did this in junior high. Now I've already got to step up. I know the coaches. I know Coach Danbury. I know Coach, you know, I know all the coaches. I think it's going to start changing. But, I, you know, I think – I don't know if I can pinpoint anything because a lot of people talk about the rich history of baseball here, but it hasn't been that way recently. You know, I got blessed when I was first there. We had Blair Springfield, Robert Smith, Jordan yeah. Manny, Keiston Green. But I mean, talk about guys. It's like this is talent right here. And but I remember some. I remember some parents that even said, "I remember watching Blair take batting practice for the first time." And I was like. This is a fr it just looks it sounds different, and I remember some parent coming up and like, "What do you think of this Springfield kid? I don't know who this person is, who this person is." I said, "He is, he's the real deal." He goes, "He shouldn't play varsity." I said, "Do you want to win?" I go, "Is, that, is this a priority here?" And, and I felt you know I'm like I don't want to belittle anybody. Go. If he does everything he's supposed to do, if he's getting it done in the classroom, if he's coming up and showing, and he's better than somebody else, he needs to play. You got four years of this kid, and I think that part got instilled for me from my old high school baseball coach. You know, that was it. Didn't matter who you were, if you were a freshman or if you were a senior, if you were the best, you were going to play. If you got it done in the classroom, if you got it done and you were here every practice and you were busting your butt, you deserve to play. And that's kind of the attitude. I don't know how many freshmen I've had started LSA ago. They're, they're part of the best ones. It's no offense to anybody else. They're still, you know, they're great teammates. They're going to be there when we need them. But if they're the best one, that's this is high school baseball. We're My job is to get you better and prepared. If you want to play at the next level, that's my job. You know, so, I mean, that that was kind of the attitude, though, when I got there. And that changed really quickly. Blair and Jordan, I mean, I never saw Blair on the JV team one time that year. Yeah. Jordan Manny I had for maybe two weeks. And I'm like, nope, he, he needs to play varsity. Next year, never saw never saw Robert Smith one time. Never saw Keiston Green one time. Never saw Bryce Taylor for maybe a couple weeks. He's got, I mean, that was, I was like, holy cow, they need to be doing that. And Coach Bryan was on the same page. He goes, these guys got to play. If we want to win, these guys got to play. And hopefully we can mix in some of the older guys that can teach them and everything like that. But these guys, these guys got to play. You mentioned it sounds different off the bat. And I think we talked about it with Kobe. Kobe. Mm -hmm. What is the sound? I mean, if somebody is you know, a casual baseball fan, what sound are they looking for to hear that is that different off the bat? It's loud. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it, in, in our gym, when we open up the cage, it just, it's deafening sometimes to hear some of those. Brad Austin was another one where it's just like, holy cow, that sounds different off the bat. His older brother was this. I mean, 
you know, it, it's just, and I think you got to be a bass. It's just, it sounds different. You're like, okay, you hear ping, ping, and then boom. I mean, <laughs> it just sounds different, and it doesn't always translate onto the baseball field. But I mean, there's some of those guys. Briley House is another one. That, I mean, they were just so strong. You know, when I was growing up, you would pray for. I hope that guy doesn't throw really hard. And now they're like, please bring it because I know I'm fast enough and I can hit that. I mean, we struggle with those guys. Finesse you because we're out in front those first couple because we're so you know everything's so amped up we got to throw harder and we got to swing faster and then it's like okay now let's take that when I was growing up I was like no please don't throw you know that, <laughs> that's why I was a pitcher so but I mean that's that was kind of the mentality girl I was like no please I hope they got a little arc on it they don't throw you know but yeah it, it, I, I don't know what the best way but it just you hear it and you're just like wow listening listening and then you just hear it and like that one doesn't sound the same as the other ones. Yeah. Now, do you have guys who play uh, like travel ball in the summer? Do you have guys in the town? I mean, because oh, yeah. at LSA, you guys a lot of three sport guys. Yes. You know? So it's, it can't be easy. But um, Kobe and uh, a couple, and one of the other freshmen, Alex Harshman, they both pl- have played competitive junior, you know, travel teams. Um, we've got some guys. Last year had a great experience playing on the Legion team. Uh, Michael Fiala, Tanner Hike, William Auburn, Jacob Powell, they all played. Not all of them do because some of them, this isn't their primary sport where Kobe, Michael, he, he plays a lot of football and basketball. But they do this. Um, not all of them, but usually there's every bit of five or six that are playing competitive, some type of travel baseball. You know, that's something else, you know, coming from the suburbs. You know, Legion wasn't very big because we had high school baseball in the summer that you played against other high school teams. So we just translated to, you know, once the summer league, summer season started, you played Monday through Friday a doubleheader against other high schools. And then if you didn't make your high school team, then you played Legion up there or you graduated and then you played Legion. So then coming down here, it's like Legion's, you know, a little bit bigger. It's like, okay. So when I first started at LSA, I was like, hey, let's get a high school team and other coaches. We don't do that. I was like, you want to try? And they're like, sure. And it didn't go. I mean, it lasted like three seasons, but we people struggled. They're like, everybody's playing competitive. I was like, all right, let's. Do. I mean, you know, Coach Young has to be like, what do you do in the summer? I'm like, we've got everybody doing something. There's not, I mean, nobody's just really doing something. I go, if there's anybody, we'll do individual stuff. But we don't have any team oriented stuff because we got them playing here and them playing here. Nothing's, un, you know, unified. Whereas, when, like I said, when I was in high school, you went straight from spring season and we went into high school season and then you know you had a couple football guys miss for seven on sevens but you then played went straight into the summer and you played till the fourth of july for the whole month of june so you ever find yourself like the, when you first got down here with those first months you're like man i'm supposed to be doing something right now oh yeah. it, was, it was it was a culture shock i was like this is different and i didn't i mean when i got to macarthur there's two teams varsity and jv i'm like my high school had two freshman teams a sophomore <laughs> team and a varsity team you know, and there's 20-plus guys on each one of those teams. You're like, there's almost 100 people in the baseball program. We don't have 100 people on the football. In the, you know I mean? Those were yeah. the types of things where I was like, but then I, I'm like, okay, let's take a step back. It's, it's, you know, not that it's a bad, but it's different. This is, you know, it was just done differently. I had never, I, ignorant, like I said, anything south of Route 80 was Southern Illinois to me. <laughs> oh, we didn't, man. I mean, you went to Rockford. That was the extent of our travel outside. Right, you went yeah. to, you know, Milwaukee. We went north or we went into Indiana. We didn't come to, I can't tell you, I don't even know if I ever went to Springfield until I came down here. I mean, that just 
you know, ignorant. You know, it, it's it is funny to, to hear you say that. You know how surprised that, that you thought MacArthur was so small, yeah. and now at oh. LSA, well, that's another even another level of. Uh, I mean, you guys don't have JV, right? I mean, or do yeah. you have JV? No, we don't. We we play several JV team uh, games, but we don't have a full JV schedule. We'd love to get to that point if we can get. We've been hovering right around twenty. For the last four years, if we can get to that 25 range, we'd like to try to add a full JV slate. It's not fair to those guys that come and practice every day, and then they don't get to get the game reps. It's um, and we try to stress that in practice to make it as real as possible, to make it as game-like situation. They take every rep with us. You know, I've I've watched teams that they pull their JV guys off for pregame. Nope, our guys stay out there. They need to get every rep. They deserve every rep possible. Um, but that's why, you know, some of the things with pitch counts, like, hey, we want to get to 10, you know, ultimately we want to end this game as quickly as possible, you know, to save those pitches. But, you know, some of those times, like, hey, we get this opportunity, let's get those guys in at bat. You know, some of the varsity guys, and I think they bought into, these guys work hard too. We're winning. Hopefully we take this in hand. Let's get them at a bat. You know, defensively, they might not get going because, like I said, we want to finish this as quick as possible. But let's get them in at bat. Let's get them, you know, pinch running as much as we can um, because it's not fair to them. And then usually, uh, for most of them, it's not until their junior, senior year that they really get to play consistently unless you're somebody that, hey, I get to, I've got an opportunity, but there's not them yet. And it, it really is a struggle to try to find them. So anytime we play, hey, you guys want to play extra innings afterwards. We got six, seven guys that, hey, we just want to play, get them game time at bat. So we try to do that. You know, all our doubleheaders are varsity JV doubleheaders. So we'll play one, JV gets to play a full game. You know, that's why it stinks when those Saturdays gets canceled. Those JV guys are like, man, we, <laughs> and, and, and I, I buy it 100% that they, you know, but, Nobody's ever complained about it, you know. Nobody, it, it's part of it. It's part of what we've got. We're trying to build that, but it's part of what we got. I think that's everything, Eric. Thanks for coming in. Sweet. I know it's been a long week, and you're getting a lot of games in in short oh, amount of time now. Eight, aren't you? eight games in nine days. Oh, so yeah, this these next two weeks are they're they they've they've broken it up now. 